0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Lefler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you. Where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And speaking of exact opposite, I'm joined by my lovely guest host and producer Ramon B. You are always so kind to me with the lovely. I really, yeah. But as soon talented, as we're off the air, the kindness is over. Handsome, you know I believe you said handsome. Correct? Snarky is what I'm back to after. There you go. After we're out of here. Now in studio, we have a guest today. We're not going to talk about real estate. Is that right? I know. That's a shock. We're going to do the crappy jokes and then we're going to go right to the amazing guest, our first celebrity guest ever, John Yannarelli.
1: Bob, thanks for having me. And you know what? Maybe we will talk a little bit about real estate because – I've spoken to real estate groups. He's before. done it.
0: He's done. Now he is famous for being on Fox News as a contributor. Is that what they call you? Uh,
1: what an what analyst you? contributor, uh, low paid, whatever you want to call it. Analyst. But uh, nevertheless, talking about law enforcement issues.
0: Now he's also famous for this. He was on the Shannon Bream show. Have you watched the Shannon Bream? No, I have the not. evil Shannon Bream. You no. never watch her. Uh, when they, when you were on there, the Christmas tree, the Fox Christmas tree, caught on fire.
1: Well, it didn't catch on fire accidentally. I
0: lit it on fire, right?
1: That's and uh, so I was on the show live when the fire was set, which uh, did two things. Number one, it cut into my airtime that I lost from the public being able to see me, mm-hmm. uh, but it did give me a plausible deniability that I had a reliable alibi. It was not me who set so fire. It was the to old
0: the good news, good news deal. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now today we all, as always, we're going to start with the headlines of the day. Now we're we're pre-taping this. I, we, this is a secret we don't tell often, but we pre-record these. You're blowing the theater of the mind aspect. We of dole this. them out later. Okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So it's uh, we're it's right. You know, we just had Christmas a while back. Thanks for that <laughs> gift, by the way. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're getting a gift. <laughs> But uh, I'm so. You want to know how lazy I am? Oh, we got to do the. We got to do the. Uh, yeah, the sound effects. That's I'm what sorry. I get paid for. Hold I'm on a second. The guy, there again, sound Exciting, isn't it? How lazy am I? That's the topic. Okay. I'm so lazy that I'm, I don't want to take down my Christmas lights. So I'm just going to turn my house into an Italian restaurant. And that's it, folks. That's, that's the of part that. of the entertaining. Okay. Now let's get and back down back. to business now back to your podcast so uh, John he has a book we're gonna plug the book hold it up and to the microphone up, holding up holding up the book of my can you see it it says disorderly conduct the Oddities of my 20 year life as an FBI special agent and that's right. a lineup of doggies on the bottom which is cute and nice. Who's, jo- who's Joey Robert
1: Parks? Oh, he was somebody who helped me with the book and okay. putting it all together. But uh, it's basically uh, – It's a compilation of all the humorous things that I saw, witnessed, heard, and uh, participated in during my FBI career. So we're going to plumb the depths of that today. OK. So
0: let's uh, – what, what was – <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I know we can't talk about. Now, you were in the – 20, 20 years as an FBI special agent.
1: That's correct. I started off, actually, as a police officer, and uh, to get into the FBI, I went to law school nights, got my law degree, practiced law for a bit, and then was hired by the FBI. So I have the distinction of having gone from one hated profession to another, but it was a great career, enjoyed every minute of it, uh, got to arrest a lot of bad people, but I also got to see a lot of funny things. You see a side of humanity that other people don't get to see.
0: Yeah, I was that other side of humanity for a while.
1: That's how we met, I think, actually, but thing. uh long time okay. ago. That's the thing.
0: I was I had an Uber driver uh, not too long ago that was a cop that had uh, wrestled me to the ground.
1: Really? Well, did he uh how many stars did he give you? Uh <laughs> he, he so he's very now he's very old now, but he
0: was a uh, very nice guy. Very that, good. Then not so much, but that's beside. That was you know, I wasn't I was an idiot back in my youth. Uh, so, uh, and you're
1: still a young man. That's
0: true. I'm young
1: I'm immature,
0: which it makes up for my you know, I'm only sixty three. My hair is eighty three, sadly. But um You wear it well. Now we know each other from the National Speakers Association. Correct. Where we're on the board together yes we are somehow i ended up as being the treasurer i i uh dropped out of high school so that's who they get to be the treasurer the guy who
1: can't do math we were looking for a guy with uh lack of education and a uh criminal history kicker to uh be the treasurer of our organization so important blend yes and uh so uh you know we're still in the negative and uh i'm sure we'll uh, be there for a while (laughs) we'll catch
0: up we're playing catch up so tell tell us uh, your favorite what's your favorite
1: story out of the book here Well, it's like trying to choose your favorite child, but, uh, there's a lot of different, that's what I do with my children. But, uh, there's a lot of great stories, one of which is so, I was, uh, investigating a bank robbery. This was when I was assigned to the San Diego office. And, uh, I kid you not, it was Seacoast Bank. And the reason I say that is, uh, the person who robbed the bank, uh, was somewhat of a pirate. Uh, he literally had a peg leg and he decided to rob the bank. And make his getaway on foot, which that was part of his plan. And it literally was on foot since he only had one foot. Did not take long to catch him because we just uh, followed the clicking noises until we got closer and were able to take him into custody.
0: You know, you know, Doreen. I do. My lovely partner, Doreen, she was on – did you hear her episode of this podcast where she sang the theme songs
1: to 1960s TV shows? I'm very familiar with her abilities to do that. So uh,
0: I think she hired that guy to remodel her house. She might have. And he so. made off with some money there, too.
1: He's probably out of prison right about Home now. Home
0: remodeling so. is a uh, – there's some sketchy folks in that business.
1: There aren't. You want to make sure you vet those people before you <laughs> – She's looking for the cheapest guy. It's amazing. You know, you, you want to see my credentials as a speaker, but uh, you'll let the surgeon operate on you. You'll let the guy <laughs> come in and cut your roof open. No problem at all. Right. But me, they want references. That's true. Now, uh,
0: now, I'm looking at the back of the book here. He's got some amazing celebrities. He's got Joe Piscopo that has endorsed your book. Would you have to pay Joe to do that?
1: Uh, Joe did that one for free. Joe's a great guy. He actually has a radio show out of New York City. Uh, Yeah, uh, probably a couple more listeners than you have. But nevertheless, he is uh, out there and uh, uh, very supportive of law enforcement. And he's a funny guy himself, obviously. So uh, he liked the book. And I was lucky enough to have him say a few kind words.
0: I don't know if he has more listeners than I do, but I know he goes to a different gym. That's probably true. Yeah, he, uh, he is a workout guy. My gym has ashtrays on the treadmill. <laughs> uh, you've got Jerry Colangelo. Yes,
1: uh, for those who are Owner with- of the Phoenix Suns. He was. He's also the guy that brings together the Olympic basketball team every four years with all those gold medals. Uh, they named the business school after him over at Grand Canyon University. He's uh, quite the man in this uh, community here in the greater Phoenix area. But nationally, he's a Chicago guy. And then you've got Peter Funt. Is that the son of Alan Funt? He took over Candid Camera after uh, Dad moved on and then later passed away, sadly. For those of
0: you who are 112 years old, there was a show called Candid Camera. that was black and white. Do you remember that, Ramon?
1: I do. I remember the
0: color version, though.
1: <laughs> it's still out, too. It is in syndication, exactly. and it's out there, and it's good times. And then Kenny Kramer, the real Kramer—
0: the, based, the character, the real Kramer, was based on?
1: Yeah, well, this Kenny Kramer's a character, too. So everybody on Seinfeld's based on a real person. Right. And Kenny Kramer was the fellow that lived across the hallway from Larry David when they were coming up with the show. And he's a stand-up comedian in his own right. Got a quit the following in New York City. Okay.
0: What else you got in the book here for us? Oh, uh, was another one.
1: There's, uh, there's amazing things that happen in a law enforcement career, and sometimes – It's just a matter of being present. So uh, there was a time that I was in a bank doing a follow-up after a bank robbery. And generally what happens, you respond to a bank robbery, interview all the witnesses, the employees. And after you write your reports, you'll go back to the bank to make sure that everything was accurate and gotten down properly. Well, I'm in the manager's office going over the statement when the assistant manager comes in and tells me there's a guy out there trying to pass a bad check. And I said, well, you know what? I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, there's an FBI agent here. I've got my gun, my creds. I even have my handcuffs on me, which is an unusual feat. And I said, let me go out and talk to the guy. That's because he had a date later in the evening. Well, you know, it's good to have them. And that's why I keep them in the car as well. But uh, so I go and talk to the guy. And sure enough, he's passing a bad check. But here's the interesting thing. So what this guy was doing is going around and stealing mail out of mailboxes. You know how people put their letters in the box to go? to postman picks up. They put the flag up. Don't do that. That's like a symbol to the this criminal. This is our first tip of the day from an FBI yeah. agent. That's a literal flag to a criminal. Hey, there's things in this box steal you stuff. can steal. Right. And what they do is they look for any sort of envelope that might have a check in it, especially around the holidays, people mailing checks, et cetera. He finds a check. Takes the check and gets a little acetone. You can get it at any beauty supply store. Another tip. And, uh, yes, yeah, so if you want to take ink off of checks, get <laughs> acetone. Uh, hopefully that will help you listeners out there. But uh, you I take... thought acetone was what I was doing at that gym, but I guess not. No, no, you were not toning your acid. Oh, okay. But uh, so you use a Q-tip. You can take the ink right off. He rewrote the check to himself. He decided he'll take that check to one of the branches from where the check was issued and uh, that way they'll honor it right away. Now, I don't want to malign the particular bank, so uh, let's just call it Tank of America. Okay. So he goes to a Tank of America branch, walks in, gets online, gets called up to a uh, tell her randomly, presents the check. She looks at the check. It's her check. <laughs> he robbed the mailbox of her home. And when you think about it, this is clearly a message that sometimes God just wants people to go to prison, uh, steals her mail, goes to a bank at random, gets online at random, gets called up to a teller at random. And as the kicker, there happens to be an FBI agent sitting in the bag. What are the odds? Pretty good in his life. I find that uh, criminals tend to be unsuccessful repeatedly, and they get caught pretty regularly. Question is, are we prosecuting them anymore? But We're not. This was back in a day when people actually went to prison. They
0: didn't let you out immediately.
1: Yeah. Like the guy who lit the Christmas tree on fire. Yeah. uh, Well, he paid uh, his dues. He served a solid four hours before he was released for causing a half a million dollars in damage. Uh, So, you know. A lesson His learned. His
0: picture on TV which is somewhat humiliating. Of course he doesn't know that cuz he doesn't have a TV. Well, anymore.
1: my or picture's been on TV and it's been well, quite humiliating. Yes.
0: Now if people want to go to fbijohn.com they'd see you of course. And then uh if somebody wants to book you as a speaker they would go to fbijohn
1: You can go to FBIJohn.com. You can uh, see all about me, book me as a speaker, buy this or one of my other books, or you can go to Amazon and uh, buy the book as well. Now, uh. By the way, it's not too late to get your Christmas book. Is it? It, There's still shopping time left for Christmas of 2022. Yeah. No, this makes not only the perfect Christmas gift, but it's good for Groundhog Day, Valentine's Day, all these other holidays coming up. Any holiday, especially Valentine's Day. Holy Day of Ascension. I, you know, you you want to have the right gift. This could be. There you go.
0: The old Holy Day of Extension Day. So, uh. Now what what do you do? Now what you were talking to real estate agents. You were
1: what was the event you were at? So I was at the uh, an, uh, the annual state conference for the Florida Realtors Association. There's other such conferences I attended. There's one here in Arizona that I'm going to be hoping to speak at. But what I talk to real estate agents about is the cyber threats that are out there. More and more cyber thieves, which is kind of my sweet spot in what I did in the FBI, did a lot of cyber crime, investigating it, not committing it. But cyber criminals have realized that realtors are one-stop shopping because I can hack you or somebody else. And I might steal money. I might steal information. I go after the realtors. I get it all because every real estate deal has personal information, your name, your social security number, probably your bank account numbers, all that good stuff. Plus, there's a lot of money and it's all being wired. Stealing money via wire by cyber hacking is very common nowadays. It's one of the biggest cyber threats. So real estate agents and their agencies are the ones being targeted today. Wow. No,
0: I got hacked. Did you? Yeah, I had a uh, – what? Uh, they, at first it started with a threatening letter. I just got another one of them. It was an email, a threatening letter claiming that I had been on some porn site or something like that, uh, doing something along the lines of Jeffrey Tubin, mm-hmm. which I had not done. Giving
1: you. legal annals? that day. <laughs> okay,
0: so. And uh, yeah, and then uh, it's – and then it – they stole money out of my bank account, so it was like five thousand dollars, and then I uh, had to shut down, rechange every password. It was an absolute nightmare for a month. And then they they said they took the money and ran Facebook ads, and would be selling like you know Dockers or something like that on Facebook, and then stealing their money and not delivering the product, so it was crazy.
1: It is crazy what goes on out there, but that's why everybody has to be careful. They have to have strong passwords. They've got to have different passwords for everything because if I hack into your Facebook and get your password, I probably have your password for everything else. So I highly recommend... Use a password keeper, create 40, 50 different passwords, and you only have to remember the password to the password keeper. Everything else loads automatically, makes your life easy, but it also makes you very safe. Now, do you think I do that, Ramon?
0: I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ramon. so, because you still have paper. You still write on paper. I, sure have, you do that. I have paper and a cookie.
1: That's all you need in life. For huh? a show? I mean, you need paper and a cookie. Yeah, you know, but uh, you give a podcaster a cookie, and then he's going <laughs> to want a glass of milk. Now, uh, by the way, if any of this stuff that we
0: ever talk about – now, not today. Today, we're not talking that much about real estate, although we are going to get back to it. Uh, But if any of this stuff makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. And let's see if uh, you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll just admit that, and I'm still happy to help you in any other ways I can. And uh, if you are a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch the video there, and then give me a call, and we will fix you up. Um, and by the way, if you can't afford our coaching, uh, which is unlikely, but if you can't, uh, go to fearlessagent.com and watch our free webinar. It's 45 minutes long. Take lots of notes. Go to my speaking page. There's a, um excerpt from a two-day Fearless Agent event there. You could take notes from that. Watch the video training page. And uh I guarantee you that that will be better training for free than you would pay any other coach any amount of money. And you can again always call me at four eight zero three eight five eight eight one zero. So, um, in your what do you so what advice do you give to real estate professionals to protect them from themselves?
1: A couple of things. First of all, the obvious: you want to use strong passwords, which I've already mentioned. But that's the first line of defense. The second thing is eventually you're going to be having a client wire money or you're going to be instructing uh, someone to wire money to you. If you're doing any sort of wire transfer, you have to have protocols. And the reality is if I'm a hacker, I could hack in, watch all your email traffic, wait till you send those wiring instructions, I could jump in, stop that email from going through and then change the wiring instructions in the message and let it proceed so the money, the email will come from you, but the money is going to go to my bank account in the payments. Your protocols have to be no one should wire money until after they receive the instructions. They got to pick up the phone and verify. And not just verify, hey, did you send me an email? Verify by reading back the information to make sure it's exactly what's sent. I had one Client here in the Paradise Valley area, they had wired $10,000 first to test to make sure it would work. They were smart. Well, the hackers saw that and they knew what they were doing. They let the $10,000 go and then they got the wire instructions for the remainder, the other $3 million, and that went over to a bank account in Hong Kong. Now, I'll tell you, if this happens to anybody listening, you can call me. And if you call me within about 48 hours of it happening, there's a high probability we can get the money back. I was able to track the money to Hong Kong, contact the bank where it was. They stopped the transaction from being spread elsewhere. They wired it all back. The guy was made whole. Mm. That's a great story. I also had it happen recently. One of the uh, members of the Arizona Cardinals buying their first home. Same thing happened. We But we were able to stop the money in progress and get it back. However... If you don't follow up, you don't see where the money went. More than 48 hours goes by. That money gets dispersed in multiple third-world countries. Chances of ever getting it back is very slight. Better to not be a victim in the first place by taking simple, free precautions, and that'll keep you and your clients safe. So uh, you've traveled all over the world, have you? I've been to a few places on behalf of the FBI.
0: Tell me the the 9-11 story. You showed a picture at a uh, event we were at. Tell tell that story.
1: So uh, as nine eleven, so there's a lot of stories from nine eleven, and every agent in the FBI has their own story. Uh, mine is uh, less important than other agents' stories. That yeah, but were... I have you here. Okay, so you want to hear from Stuck me though? With you, all right. Well. So I was working a special event for the FBI and had been away on a temporary duty assignment. They call it TDY in the government. And because why use more letters when you can just use three? But, uh, I had been in Virginia for about four months and finished my assignment and was flying back to, to my station the Saturday before 9 11. And so, I happened to be on the same flight out of Dulles that was subsequently hijacked three days later. So I had been on that flight. And that was a flight headed to where? Uh, That flight was going from nonstop from Dulles to Los Angeles, and it was hijacked and then flown into uh, one of the buildings in uh, New York. But uh, I wound up uh, having familiarity specifically with that flight. Let me tell you, I don't think. If I had been on the flight the day of, probably wouldn't have made a difference because as agents, even though we fly armed, we were trained. Our job is to not do anything, get the plane on the ground. That's it. Nobody thought about flying planes into buildings. But 9-11 happens. Uh, I see what's happening that morning, and it's my first day back in the office. I was the airport agent. Little known fact, in every large city in the country, there's an FBI agent assigned to the airport. Because there's so much crime aboard aircrafts and stolen goods, etc., So I race to the airport and I'm sitting in the control tower command center trying to get planes down on the ground. And something people don't know also is when you're flying over the ocean, there's no radio communication with a plane. You're too far from ground. So they have a way of communicating in a series of short letter text messages But how do you communicate that planes are being hijacked and used as missiles? So it was a very tense couple of hours waiting for all these planes to come in from over the ocean and land on solid ground. And then from there, uh, it was just a matter of working that investigation for months on end. Uh, Agents worked 16-hour days, seven days a week, tracking down all the possible leads. We had people in the city of Phoenix that were part of the hijackers, that were training to be – They wanted to learn how to fly, and they had no interest in learning how to land. One of our agents here in Phoenix, very sharp guy, about three weeks before the hijacking, recognized something was going on. He had some sources in the airline industry of training, and he wrote a memo to FBI headquarters in August saying, hey, there's guys wanting to learn how to fly planes but don't care about taking off and landing. We need to look into this. Of course, doing that three weeks before not enough time to really figure out what's going on. It's tragic, the results. But we've learned from that, and we've able, been able to prevent a lot of things. Now, uh, now, frankly, you can't get on a plane without a mask. Forget about getting into the cockpit.
0: Evidently, that's the big threat on an airplane is that I might uh, get some spittle on you. Right?
1: Well, you know, as I like to say, if you're worried about catching something for me, COVID's the least of your concerns. <laughs> that's right. So I'm not going to finish that joke, although I want to badly. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So – and then you went gate to gate. You showed a
1: picture of uh, the boarding passes. That's right. Uh, One of the things I was able to find is uh, two of the hijackers had uh, traveled from that airport to go back to uh, Washington, D.C., Dulles area – to commit the hijacking. So I obtained uh, copies of their boarding passes. And then while I was at it, I said, you know, let me get a couple extra copies of these boarding passes just to save for posterity. You never know. And uh, I showed it to the group at our meeting on the 20th anniversary of nine eleven. That's the first time I've ever pulled them out and done anything with them. But it's a little eerie to hold something in their hands that these actual terrorists had used.
0: And your message was very moving, and thank you for that. That was a, good, that was a nice uh, tribute. Yeah, it's weird. It's creepy and weird to see to see those on the screen, those pictures of those boarding passes of those guys. That's crazy. So uh, now back to the real estate thing. Any other uh, tips that you have for real estate agents that you can? Uh,
1: you know, in the, generally in the cyber world, there's so many ways that real estate agents can be taken advantage of. And again, it's because you've got the money, you've got the information. Real estate agents need to be concerned about a lot of things, including protecting their brand. It's more than just the money. You can have a wonderful business, but if it becomes well-known that, hey, I lost all my money because you sent me bad wiring instructions, who's going to do business with you in the future? Real estate agents need to know that it's all about extortion as well with cyber criminals, just like your situation where you were allegedly looking at some porn. Well, same thing with what I was doing while looking at the
0: porn that they were claiming that uh, they had a video of me doing something like Jeffrey
1: Tubin. Th- that is one of the most common scams out there. You and know it, why? by the way, I hate porn. You know
0: why? Why is that? I have a phobia you may know this about me, but of getting anything greasy or sticky on my hands, porn makes me think I'm getting <laughs> yes, something like, greasy or
1: sticky way.
0: So that for well, that I,
1: reason and many others. I, I see
0: our time's know. just about up, but <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, so... <laughs> that was the international symbol well, for it's over.
1: You know, I, I've been on a lot of radio and news programs. That's the first time it's that topic personal, has ever come up in my career. personal but, thing about me.
0: You know, one thing I always do talk about on the podcast is uh, in sales, when I, which is what I teach, Email is a horrible idea. Texting is a horrible idea. So many people will get fired from a company because they were drunk emailing or tech or just in a, in a fit of uh, anger or something, which they should avoid anyway. But if you say it over the phone, it's much less likely to be recorded or uh, passed around to other people. So email is a
1: dangerous uh, can be a dangerous thing. That's true, but I Ask am. Hillary Clinton, she would w- tell you that. Well, I'm. I'm recording everything right now, well, too. Well, of so. course, this is a- as be- are you for that matter. But uh, yeah, this isn't going to hurt us. Yeah, I'm, we do this stupid crap every time. It's not like anybody's going to hear this. No. So no. all right. So the dozens of people that
0: listen aren't going to be <laughs> so, passing okay. it around anytime soon. We're up to dozens now. Well, yeah. I no, I'm
1: exaggerating. Okay. I, okay. I've, I've got for, a large family, so sure. that's.
0: Well, once again, I want to thank all of you for uh, joining us today. Thank you, John, for being here. He's going to come back next week, by the way. Did you know that, Ramon? I had a sneaking suspicion <laughs> he might be, be back. here next week. Yeah, yeah exciting. Right. And next week, you're going to talk about your secrets to your success that realtors could learn from. How about that? Well, that sounds great. I yeah. look forward to it. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly, toll-free, day or night, at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get it. And then I want to, once again, this is going to be a shameless plug. Do we have anything for that? We do. Here it is. Time for Bob Leffler's so I want you to rush out to Amazon or a bookstore near you and buy "Disorderly Conduct: The Oddities of My Twenty-Year Life as an FBI Special Agent" by John Iannarelli, and that's spelled I-A-N-N-A-R-E-L-L-I. They probably would not have figured that out on their own. Did you see how I did that? That's, that's a, nice. That's pro stuff, right that there. Common spelling. Tip, pro tip. Uh, and you can also get it at fbijohn.com, and then you can see him on Fox News quite a bit. What show are you on most of them there?
1: I do a lot of uh, appearances on Shannon Breen, and, but I'm all over the dial, depending upon what they need. So and just, other channels also. Right. Just look for your next major criminal event, and there hopefully I'll be there talking about it.
0: All right. Well, thanks. And until next week, folks, do what we always do, the three things. Have fun, be humble, but most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang.